Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm a patient etherized upon a table. I'm I'm Alex. This week, we're going to be talking about Revenge of the Sith. The best? Alright, we'll see you guys next week. Star Wars prequels? I guess? Kind of? Yeah, probably. It's, It's just the best by default, I guess. It's not a movie about a little kid with complete, like, flat cardboard... I mean, it, it, it does have flat cardboard characters, but at least they're trying to do some sort of... They're, it's more that they're mishandling emotional arcs now, so at least they're trying. The first movie is just cardboard cutouts floating around, and some of them are annoying. And then the second movie is also cardboard cutouts floating around, but, like, it's worse somehow. The way I like to argue this one is is that this is the one with the good stuff in terms of the content that Star Wars fans actually wanted sure. to see quote unquote good stuff of, but as far as like yeah. what yes. we're looking for no 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 I'm backing you up I gotcha we, we want to see Anakin turn to the dark, dark side we want to see Palpatine take over the, you know the Senate turn it into the Empire we want to see the Jedi fall we want to see Obi-Wan and Anakin have their falling out that's all the interesting stuff took us three movies to get there but we're finally here so it's really just a, just got to check and see how much George is going to screw all that up. That's really what we're looking at here. Yeah. Screws it up pretty well. So, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, directed by George Lucas from 2005, has a 79% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 65% audience score. What do the other two have? Uh, so Phantom Menace had a 55% and a 59% and Attack of the Clones had a 65% and a 67% somehow see those scores sound about right for me for the Sith like the 65 audience score I'm, I'm, I, can, I can get that it makes sense to me but like a 79% yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's like how Batman Returns it had an 80% yeah I don't understand yeah um Except that movie came out at a time where that was, like, something different and interesting, and the, the genre hadn't yeah. evolved past it. This movie came yeah. out, like... Oh, can I, can I go ahead and say, I feel like a lot of people, like, when this first came out, they were like, oh, it's PG-13, it's dark, they get away with dark things, that makes this automatically better or good. That... It makes no. it worse. It, it makes it more distracting when it happens. Yeah. Because it doesn't fit very well with the other movies. At least, I don't think so. The worst thing... I don't am know. I going first? Weird. I ha- I'm, yeah, I'm ready to or, go. Or I can go first. The worst thing care. about this movie for me is the uh, the handling of Anakin's arc. Just everything. Just everything. <laughs> oh, Lord. Because... I, I feel like you actually have to watch this on its own to even remotely care about Anakin. Like, if you've seen episodes one and two, I feel like at this point it's just like, I don't care about this guy. He's kind of a prick. And in this one, he still whines a lot, and he complains a lot, and he makes dumb decisions, just like before. But I, I don't feel, like, for the most part, I don't think they're they're quite as extreme he, I feel like he almost makes the... Other than killing the children. I feel like he almost makes the transition into, like, malicious simpleton. 
in this movie? Like, he already wasn't very smart before, but this one is just like, what? Are, what? <laughs> My favorite bit is, is when, like, right after he cuts off Mace Windu's hand and, you know, Palpy shoots him out the window, he goes, what have I done? Well, there's that. That's, that's like... Oh, but I it starts it. from the beginning with Count Dooku, because he's just like, hmm, I shouldn't kill Count Dooku. And then Palpatine's like, do it, and he's like, okay. And then he does it. And then he's like, oh, I can't feel kind of... Fa- I feel kind of bad about that. And that's... And like, you. I feel like... Half the time, that's that's the, the voice I give him in my head, because... And, and maybe it's partially hating Christensen. I mean, it's definitely the dialogue and the, the, the story pacing and everything is, is 100% part of it. But, like, it's also kind of his acting and the way he's trying to portray this sort of weird collapse that hasn't really... I mean, it, it has been telegraphed in the sense that a, hey, we know it's coming because of the originals, and b, he's been shown to be emotional and kind of whiny and outbursty and stuff like that in the the previous two movies, but like, really, just the previous one. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just so heavy-handed and and completely just the, the younglings thing is. It's almost it's comical. It really is. It's like, wait, he's just gonna kill a bunch of Jedi. Ch- what? Well, Why? Okay. Well, it confuses me because I feel like, especially when it comes to his his sudden dislike of the Jedi Order. Yeah. He has very flimsy reasoning as to why he has problems with them all of a sudden. Like, obviously, he's a problem with them with the whole marriage thing, although that's never really brought up in any sort of argument or whatever. Uh He just kind of holds that in because he has to hide the marriage. He's afraid of Padme dying, of course, but that doesn't really have anything to do with the Jedi. That's just him having premonitions. Um, And then he gets put on the council, and they don't make him a master because they didn't want him on the council. And he's like... This isn't fair. I should be a master, even though nobody my age has ever been put on the council before. You're all meanie heads. Yes. He comes off as a, a whiny, like, seven-year-old brat. Yeah. And, like, I feel like most of Palpatine's influence on him is is generated in this movie, where it's just sort of, oh, we're going to have him get some convenient dialogue scenes with him that play up. Oh, Palpatine's corrupting him, I guess, and he's not immediately freaking out about this. I guess because we've already shown he has like communist tendencies, and then, and like fascist, fascist, yeah, whatever. It's all the same, dirty commies. <laughs> um, I it's just uh, I don't know. I, there, there are so many moments while watching this where they're clearly trying to be like, look, he's falling to the dark side, and it's just like, well... It's just handled so poorly. And especially, I also would like would like to say at the end, so in the originals, we're told that Anakin, um, or we're told that, that Vader is now more man than machine when, when Luke faces him. Uh, or machine yeah, than man. Words, more other way machine. around. Yeah, yeah. Words. Yeah. Um, in this one, I, you, is it just me or does that does that not like the implication, the way it's said, and everything is sort of like, oh, he must have like slowly been been like falling apart over the years, and like I don't know, maybe it's just my my thinking, but I feel like the Obi Wan cutting off his like remaining limbs and 
like legs and a hand and stuff is just very a very sloppy way of being like oh look now he has a bunch of robot arms like it's not so you're saying like he should have slowly lost different yeah. parts of his body over the course of the trilogy not even over the course of the trilogy we can say we can put punt that and just be like oh yeah he's you know in in fight in wars he's lost more or whatever you don't oh, okay, not, you don't yeah. even have to like fight that. fighting the rebellion and I'm stuff I'm saying I'm saying if we have maybe Obi Wan cuts off an arm and, and I find more the the part about him falling down and leaving and that's what or falling down the near the flames and he cuts catches on fire and that's why he gets the helmet to breathe and everything that's all good that's all fine by me but like and, and like I like that that's our explanation for why he needs a helmet and everything but I feel like we don't need. Obi Wan to like do this weird cut that like perfectly when, when like nobody, I guess Darth Maul got cut in half, <laughs> but because, still because because Obi Wan learned from Darth Maul's mistake. Sure, Darth Maul didn't even think to swipe up in the air when Obi Wan flipped sure. over him. Sure, Obi Wan learned, but it's just very specific and like, are we supposed to imply that Obi Wan was like aiming? Like in a in a I, direct curve in order I to don't know. only my horribly favorite part main... is that my favorite part is that Obi Wan before that says it's over Anakin I have the high ground yeah. and that that what I mean that that's been beat to death half the, the, that's the problem with talking in this movie about any of these movies is that so many of the lines have been beat to death just constantly by especially with the rise of prequel memes and that sort of thing but um, yeah it's. I don't know. So what's your best thing? Oh, right, I have to give the best thing. Uh, it's not much. We can, I, I we was going to say, back to you. I think it might actually overall, and I don't want to say this because it's not even, I'll, maybe not best so much as pleasantly surprised, but I do feel like the lightsaber fights are improved. Um, from the the Mustafar one is still as ridiculous and over the top and crazy, but I feel like especially early on when they're fighting like Dooku and everything, just watching it, I I was hit by. There's still a lot of moments where it's just literally they're standing there as the lightsabers whirl in front of them, but it does feel like yeah. there's a little more weight to it this time around. I'm not sure why that is, but it it feels a little slower paced. It's not quite as frenetic and just across the room like craziness and everything. It, some of the fights just feel like they're kind of taking a step back. Of course, I say that. I am not addressing the just awful, awful little like spin thing that Palpatine does out of his chair. Oh yeah, it's that was hilariously great. bad. And he and he does like a weird yeah. No, the, the yellow is what it's makes very it very bizarre. The, the spin is already just like wait what? That whole fight is terrible. Number one. Palpatine should not be using a lightsaber. It's already offensive enough that Yoda has one, but at least he's a Jedi, yeah. so I can sure. whatever. I can accept it. Palpatine like makes fun of Luke for having a lightsaber in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He's like, "Take your Jedi weapon." Yeah. Like Palpatine don't need no lightsaber. <laughs> I really wish we got the the big Yoda Emperor Force battle that we should have gotten out of this instead of well, I I kind of like it's just huge and bombastic, but I do like him p- picking up like, like the Senate platform things and just sure. throwing them at but Yoda. It, but that's still very. It, it still kind of goes back to they're using the Force to throw objects at each other, which I feel like instead of 
Yeah, it's very simplistic and not very That's creative. kind of how these movies, these prequels approach the Force, where as opposed to the originals, it's it's very much like, okay, so the Jedi have their lightsabers, and Darth Vader has his lightsaber because he's a turned Jedi, but Darth Vader is mostly using his Force choke, and like he's throwing people around, and yeah. the Emperor uses his lightning mostly. It's It's not so heavily based on oh look I have the force so I can pick up a thing and I can throw it somewhere else and you're going to dodge it by using your own force it's there's more yeah. going on there's more creative stuff I wish they had I wish our, our options for the force weren't limited to choke people push things use lightning and then throw things which is just an extent of pushing things I wish they they were more creative about uh, what what if they had what if some of the, the, the Sith conjure green flames and that's their they have this force power. They do. I wish they got more creative about. Oh, look! Now we're seeing all of these force users. How do they use the force? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's kind of it's I, kind I, of the same argument. I don't know if we've made it in this series. I know we've talked about it before. Um, how they? I feel like the Jedi shouldn't necessarily be be held to just using lightsabers, and that's just their thing. Because then you yeah. get real... No, because, like, not all the Jedi are humanoid. Yeah. Like, a, a normal human would be using a weapon of like that. Yeah. And, and then you think, of, like, of course, people make jokes about, like, Kit Fisto. Like, surely one of one of his tentacles coming from his head get cut off, yeah. right? Like, what if, like, he would use a different weapon. What if Kit Fisto, right? he's like a, a... I don't know. I don't know about the lore or anything. Probably, someone's probably going to be like, what are you talking about? What if Confisto had like a, a trident type thing or something, or it's or a spear of some sort, staff, something different? It's kind of the same the same way how I feel like Darth Maul's double bladed lightsaber. I think I mentioned this could be really really cool if it was used like a traditional like staff and like he, maybe it had maybe it was like a longer metal part and then the blades are on the end as opposed to just like oh there's a little tiny handle and then the blades are there like it's a long like staff thing and he can spin it and use it as a traditional staff like person would use something that long I just there's so many creative ways you can go with this universe because the original trilogy is pretty creative in that regard and instead we get stuff like the end of the Attack of the Clones where there's just this giant army of Jedi swinging their lightsabers around and being like yeah and they're just cutting through droids because the droids aren't dangerous at all and there's no Sith users who really like pose any danger I feel like there's so much more you can do with this that they just don't. So basically my best thing amounts to, oh hey, there's a couple of aspects of one of the lightsaber fights that I kind of like. To, to sum that up. That, that's, that's funny because I, I really could not get into any of the lightsaber fights It was specifically one. at the very beginning with the Count yeah. Dooku fight. I was like, oh hey, you know, they're, they're slowing it down a bit. It's a little more, you know, Dooku's trying, he's using like he's kicking Anakin away while trying to block Obi-Wan. There's some stuff going on here. And then it kind of just gets into the... And then... Yeah. Well, my biggest problem is they're still too way too over-choreographed. Oh, for sure. Like, people are sure. doing, like, 360-degree, well, like, turns and stuff in the middle of fights. I'm like, you wouldn't do that. Especially... That's when your enemy would cut you in half. Especially the Mustafar stuff. Yes. Well, that's weird, because you were talking about how, like, the earlier fights slow down. Then that one, it's like the speed yeah. is ramped up yeah. to, like, a million. And for some reason, they're just swinging super fast... Because they think they'll wow the, the the dumb fanboys in the audience who are just there for lightsaber fights because, hey, look, they're moving so fast. 
I'm sorry, like, it's a very well-done dance sequence, but it's it's not a good fight. Yep. At least in mind. We've, we've ranted about this before, so I don't think we need to harp too much on it, but yeah, that's... Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, my best thing is Ian McDermott as, as uh, Palpatine, because... Okay. No matter how stupid he is in any of these movies and how over-convoluted his plans are playing both sides and knowing things that there's no way he should be able to know. Mm-hmm. For example, does he know Anakin, like, does he know about his premonitions of Padme dying? Or is he implanting them in Anakin's brain? If so, how? The dark Because side. Anakin, you know, because Anakin shows up to the play and he's like, hey, man... You know, I I I know a Sith. Le- also, why is Anakin not questioning that he knows a Sith legend? Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. I was like, Anakin's a dummy. Anakin is Anyways. just stupid in this movie. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. Anyways, Palpatine's like, oh, hey, there's a way to save people from dying. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Can I also? I feel like Anakin. Yeah. Anakin should look at him and go. Wow, isn't that super convenient? Because Padme happens to die in childbirth in my dreams. And Palpatine goes, no way. What a crazy random happenstance. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyways, I, I think Palpatine, in a very boring movie, which this is, like like I said, I don't find the, even the lightsaber fights very interesting or fun. Mm-hmm. Palpatine's scenes are always entertaining just because I like oh, he's his great. performance. Yeah. I he he hams it up in the best possible way. I think he's the only person I can legitimately say I love their performance in this movie. He's the I think yeah. he's the only he, not even Ewan McGregor. Um I was going to get to him later. I will. But um I was going to say uh yeah. Something about Anakin. I don't know. I forgot. I'll come back to it. <laughs> Something okay. about Anakin being stupid. Okay. Continue. Also, I, I talked about this briefly in the last one. Palpatine looks a lot better in this one yep. before his face gets burned up than he did in the last one. Like, the last one, it makes it look like he's aging. Mm-hmm. And then this one, they make him look healthier, and then he gets lightning to the face. It's very mm-hmm. weird, and it makes it feel like they had different plans for how they wanted to handle Palpatine getting ugly, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say... um, also, lightning to the face is horribly dumb. Luke got shot with <laughs> lightning for like five minutes, and he was fine. No, but now he's dumb. But then, thirty years in the future, he's old and he has a beard. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> plot hole fixed, I guess. <laughs> it's 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 slow. It's slow acting. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Except for in this movie. Uh, <laughs> when it's not. yes. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say. Uh, Anakin's whole treatment of the Mace Windu fight is is just because at the beginning of the movie Palpatine's just like oh yeah kill him kill Count Dooku yeah. for even though you got him perfectly like stuck and like he's not gonna just kill him and he's like oh, I should doesn't he Palpatine doesn't even give a reason yeah. beforehand he's just like do it and he's just like <laughs> I, I guess I will oh that didn't feel very good I, that was the Jedi way and then like later when when Mace Windu's trying to kill Palpatine. Anakin's like, oh, you know, that's not the the Jedi way to kill Palpatine. And then Mace Windu lays out these like he's like, Palpatine has control of the Senate. There's no with the justice is not going to be correctly applied. He's going to like corrupt them into doing something or into get setting him free. Like there's a, he gives like a very specific set of reasons as to why they need to go ahead and kill him. 
Palpatine is in control yeah. of the Senate. And then, if, if you allow him to live, he will go free. And then Anakin's like... That's, that's the basic gist. Oh no, it's not the Jedi way! <laughs> to be fair, at least Anakin doesn't kill Maybe him. Maybe he's just racist. And, and also, Mace Windu's an idiot because it's the most choreographed I'm about to kill Palpatine that's ever been had. Yeah. He's just holding up his lightsaber like he's about to cut him for like 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> While Anakin's just there going, I wonder if I should do something... <laughs> What did I have for lunch today? Yeah. Oh boy. Continue. So that was my best thing. My oh worst God. thing is a very is a very <laughs> it led into like fifty different worst things. My worst thing is a very specific scene, and I believe this is the worst writing. I think it's worse than the um, sand mm-hmm. monologue in Attack of the Clones. Where Anakin and Padme are sitting out, or they're standing on her balcony of her apartment, and uh, um, uh, he goes, "I'll I'll just recite the whole conversation." Here we go. Here we go. All right. Um, you are so beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. So love has blinded you. Ha 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 ha. Uh, that's not what I meant, but it's probably true. <laughs> that's actual dialogue oh, yeah. in this movie. This movie might be. I think that's the worst written scene like I've ever witnessed in my life. I because what what does it establish? Like we already know Anakin is attracted to Padme and he loves her. Like what, or at least what does it establish that you can't like reestablish by just a couple of nice. Little sweet, you know. Oh, hey, I well, don't know. We're already getting that by the crazy nutso things that Anakin is already willing to do because he loves Padme. Like we don't. Uh, um, if 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 I'm Ben Burt in the editing room and I'm looking at that footage, I just look at George. I'm like, no, George, I, you've gone away with some stuff the past couple movies. I I really don't think we should do that. Yeah. Like I I th- I find this scene more embarrassing than Darth Vader yelling no at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the dialogue in this movie might be worse than <laughs> Attack the Clones. I don't think overall it's worse. Ian McGregor get Ian McGregor gets some really terrible hammy, just cre- like he can't save in the in the last movie he still kind of shines through this one i feel like he he it brings down his performance really yeah like the stuff with the oh we're we're smarter than this how did this happen oh yeah and yeah. there's or, or or like chancellor palpatine sith lords are our speciality yeah the, oh yeah oh yeah you like when dooku kicked both of your butts last movie and the, i mean there's more than that i off the top of my head i don't know like i can't remember everything but i just remember watching it and thinking this is like he he's trying, but he just can't. Like it's not working for him. Yeah, I do like the bit, at, like when he goes to talk to Padme to figure out where Anakin yeah. is. No, that's nice. I was just thinking, and, and he's that. like, Anakin's the father, isn't he? Yeah, and he's like, I'm so sorry, and he walks away, and the the music swells. It's very. I, I, that's like one of the few emotional moments in this movie. It feels like they're acting. <laughs> In a very standard shot, reverse shot, boring soap opera level edited yeah. scene, yeah. like all of the dialogue scenes in these movies. Yeah. Oh boy! So, so where do we want to start? 
much like the other ones, I have way too many notes, so I don't think we're going to get through all of these. No, no, you can just roll it on the list. Just just start off and we'll see just, what we'll... Just go. Okay, so th- this should relatively go in the order of the movie. Okay. So, so I'm going to start with the opening crawl. <laughs> There's already stuff wrong with the opening crawl. Heroes are on it both says... sides. Is that where you're going with this? No, no, no. Not that part. Although that part's just weird and dumb and shouldn't be there. Because um, we, we've never shown that the droid army has any heroes. Yeah. I don't know who that... Who that's talking? Maybe Dooku's a secret hero. Maybe that's why Palpatine wanted him to kill him. <laughs> it's all planned. But it says the Republic is crumbling under attacks. We we haven't been shown anything in any of these movies to show like what, like which side is winning the Clone Wars. Yep. Did you ever think like you get we get to that weird scene where it's the Jedi the Jedi Council and they're like figuring out like what their strategy is going to be and they're having the conversation and in the end like what about the droid attack on the on the Wookiees oh yes that's a system we can't afford to lose <laughs> why why are you bringing this up at the end of the meeting <laughs> like like a like, like a last minute thought maybe this is why the Republic is crumbling. Because the, the Republic I think, is in... I think George Lucas is, is, is quoted as saying part of, part of the prequels, what it's about, is is the Jedi's being kind of dumb but, and, like, overconfident or whatever, and that's part partially why they, they lose. The thing about that is, why are they dumb and overconfident? It's fine if you do that. It really is. If you make them... Yeah. If you want to make them weird... I mean, there's a there's an, a very effective script, probably, that you can write for these movies where... The, the Jedi are these kind of like stuffy old monks who refuse to see what's like how the world is changing or whatever and they refuse to let Anakin date Padme and that ends up leading to that. There's a great script where you can probably make all that work but in these movies it's so I don't know We they don't play that at all. They don't play on the themes at all. We don't know why it's these the Jedi are like there's no sign of oh they became corrupted over time by something. It's just oh they're an old yeah. order and they're dumb. It, th- or even like, oh, they refuse to change. There's no moment at which where where we get this sense of, oh, this is this is playing a twist because we're supposed to th- think the Jedi are all you know awesome, and instead that yeah. it feels in- like incompetence on the right or the side of the creators of the movie. It doesn't feel like that's what we're supposed to be getting. This idea that actually the Jedi aren't all that we've built them up to be. It just feels like, oh, they don't know how to write effective, compelling like characters who have fallen on hard times or aren't you know fulfilling what they're yeah. supposed to be doing it that's how a lot of this movie feels to me is that there's a way in which you can argue that it's trying to do something but it doesn't feel that way because it's just so bad right okay so next point do you ever think that maybe Dooku is actually just like a mild-mannered businessman and then when like the droids, like, all his droids got attacked, like, that was a lot of his money and he's just like, hey guys, what are you doing? And then they attack him and then he's like, oh man, I gotta defend myself. And then, like, he's just trying to, like, like capture the Chancellor so that he can bring about peace negotiations and then Anakin just, like, this this random punk, like, Jedi dude just comes up and, like, beats him up and, and cuts his head off and he's like, what was that about? Moving on. <laughs> 
At least for the most part, beyond that stuff, the opening crawl is simple this time. Sure. It's just like, Palpatine's been captured, these two Jedi are going for it. I need, Go. I want to make a parody of this movie, of these movies, where the opening crawl is like, literally five minutes long, and it's just trying to explain the intricacies of all these, these trade regulations, and the, the separatists and stuff. Yeah. Um... Do we do we want to talk about the extended shot at the beginning of the movie that leads us into the space battle, where it's Anakin and Obi Wan's uh, starfighters moving through all the ships and sure. stuff? Um, yeah, it looks nice. Still holds up it for the most look, part. It does look a lot better than the CGI in the last two movies. I will. Get, I I have to give it that much. It would be cooler if it was models, though, and if they somehow were able to make like this complicated shot using mostly model work. Well, that's the thing is that I'm I'm okay with the way it looks. I think it holds up really well, um, and it helps that but it I, helps, of course, that it's I in just, space and everything, and that and they can kind of disguise it. I don't have as much of a problem with that. I have more of a problem with the direction because it is still kind of left to right, right yeah. to left. Space also, I don't by spaceship zooms by also, the other way. I, I don't know which ships are on which side yeah. when I first watched the movie. I'm like, I don't know who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. It's just pretty lights on the screen. It's basically, there's a backdrop of a bunch of big ships shooting at each other, and then it's, oh, there's Anakin's and Obi-Wan's fighters, and oh, there's some droids. They look like the bad yeah. guys because they've got, like, red eyes and stuff. Yeah. And they say they're the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> So, when, when they actually get on board, we haven't talked about General Grievous, but when they get aboard his ship, the tone is all over the place. I don't know what to make of it, man. Because cause you'll get bits like the, the little elevator sl- slapstick shenanigans where they're trying to get R2 yeah. to sh- uh, start the elevator, and the droids start grabbing him and stuff, and he eventually like burns them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, Anakin jumps back into the elevator and Obi-Wan almost swings his lightsaber at him and he goes, Oh, it's you! It's, and then two minutes later, Anakin's cutting off Dooku's head. Mm-hmm. And then two more minutes later, they're they're having a fun time landing that ship and crashing it into an airstrip, even though I don't know why there's an airstrip in this universe if ships can take off vertically. And then it ends with Obi-Wan going, another happy landing. Yep. Did you notice? And I know he said, what? and I, I know he says later he gives Anakin credit for killing Count Dooku. Does he know exactly how it happened? <laughs> Does he know that he held him there? He, he was unarmed, and Palpy ordered him to decapitate him. Do you ever think that maybe Obi-Wan is actually an evil Padawan of Palpatine, and he was planted to guide Anakin's uh, death to the dark side in the most convoluted fashion or fall to the dark side in the most convoluted fashion possible and then in the originals he's decided to become that he, he's seen the error of his ways and so he, he fights Vader to, and dies for his own honor I'm willing to buy that about as much as anything else this movie <laughs> possibly be at this point but yeah I don't, no yeah. all of the all of the moments where Anakin is supposed to be going to the dark side are just totally just out of nowhere between the Dooku stuff and the younglings and, and attacking Mace Windu, it's just, it comes just completely off guard. It's not in so line with... Anakin's big moment where he becomes, like, a Sith be when he, like, kills Dooku? Probably. I think, we, did, 
Did we talk about this a little bit in the last episode, how his big turn should be, like, he has to kill someone? I don't think we really discussed that much. Okay. Or maybe we did, maybe we did talk about that, where, where we said he it should be him killing somebody that kind of... Yeah, yeah, maybe we did. That kind of breaks him. Because, like, we've already shown that he's a genocidal maniac because he killed all the Tusken Raiders, yep. including the women and children. Like, I... Killing Dooku means nothing at this point. Yep. He's a homicidal maniac. Yeah. Why am I supposed to care about this character when he gets burned alive again? Yeah. Oh, no. I cannot. Part. I cannot imagine any um, anybody being able to put together a convincing argument as to why we care about Anakin and his downfall in these movies yeah. using just dialogue from the movies. I cannot. I I can't possibly imagine how you could put together that yeah. that conclusion. Yeah. Oh, and this is just a funny nitpick. So, so if Padme's a big senator and she's always going around to meetings and everything, um, even though we don't actually see her doing anything in this movie, are we sure? She kind of just she's not a duke. Anyway, <laughs> or maybe like how does she? Ha, what a is prince? her excuse? For, will you be quiet, you? <laughs> I'm trying to talk about Star Wars oh, Episode sorry. 3. Sorry, Revenge I guess, Sith, I guess okay? it would be <laughs> How is she able to hide her pregnancy? And if she's not, what's her alibi? Like, who does she say the father is? Maybe she just tells everyone she's gaining weight. I was hoping she would tell everybody it was Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. Okay, that, now that's in my head. That's headcanon now. Or maybe Jar Jar. That's maybe great. she hides it, but then Jar Jar tells everybody that it was him. I think I think I like that <laughs> even more. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's great. Okay, so um, I, I I know we are kind of already addressed this, but I think this is a huge point that we need to like really you know, firmly address yep. again. Um, Anakin, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Anakin's beef with the Jedi is because he's not a master, right? I guess. That's that's like that's like all he's got and against them, right? And like they don't them, right? let, them, let him marry, I guess. Yeah. But that also never comes But up. he married anyway, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that that's not enough he's clearly, for him to be angry. He's clearly not like affected by the fact that he has to hide his relationship. That or at least that never comes up. Like when 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 Palpatine's like the Jedi are all evil and terrible and even Obi-Wan they're all a menace to society and they're going to take over what is the evidence that Anakin has provided oh, right I, I forgot I remember watching that and thinking like wait what yeah because he just sort of and then and, he and, just and sort and of Palpatine even says even your friend Obi-Wan Kenobi is an evil person it's almost easier to just imagine that Anakin is super weak minded and Palpatine is just using like force like dark side mind tricks to just like yeah. deny Anakin basically because that's how quickly he goes along with everything Palpatine says yeah 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 that's 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 more true than it should be yep but, like, it totally strips Darth Vader of the intimidation factor when you include these movies as canon. Yep. Like, it's not even just, oh yeah, he, he was kind of whiny when he was younger. No, he's just an idiot. 
<laughs> take away the fact that he's whiny. He's an idiot. Like it's kind of like I was thinking about this earlier, and there's literally no reason to include Jango Fett and Boba Fett in these movies. Yeah, there is. It sells more action figures. I mean, figures. sure. But as as far as actual story wise goes, it's it's more pro- problematic to include them because the whole point of Boba Fett is, oh, hey, he looks cool, and we can imagine he has all this cool bounty hunter backstory instead of. I mean, he's the kid of the guy who they used to make the clones that would eventually become the stormtroopers, and so I guess he's like also kind of a clone stormtrooper guy. I guess because his armor looks kind of like the stormtroopers and the clones. And uh, then his his dad dies, and he's like a little kid, and he's very upset by it. But he also like totally gets his dad killed by just kind of going along and not not at all trying to understand what's happening. I do believe one of the earlier ideas that that was come up with for this movie was that Boba Fett was going to show up and murder Mace Windu. That would be cool. Which could have been That would be really cool. That would have been interesting. I would love that. That would be something. Because at least if you're going to shoehorn in a cameo like that, at least make it like part of the story yeah. instead of, oh, Chewbacca's with Yoda. Yeah. Do we not remember the scene where Han was talking about how... how much BS he thought the Force and the Jedi were. Like, shouldn't Chewbacca be leaning over and going, hey, hey Han, um, I once saw this green little frog guy doing some crazy stuff with a lightsaber, man. I, I, you should probably believe in the Force. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just entirely breaks the internal logic. I, I have nothing to, to explain. Why do people like these movies other than lightsabers? I like this movie less than I realized I did. The more we talk about it. I, I want to talk about another weird line. Because mm-hmm. every line in this movie is a weird line. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anakin, like, when he's arguing with Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan... Oh! Okay, okay. We have one more reason for why um, Anakin has a beef with the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Because they ask him to spy on Palpatine for them. Right. Okay. That's That's something. Yeah. But then Anakin, when he's arguing with Obi-Wan about that, he goes, um, he's taking care of me ever since I arrived here. So him and Palpatine have apparently had a relationship since he was young little Jake Lloyd. Why didn't we see any of that? Why didn't we see the, their their friendship growing? A little creepy. Like, no, no, yes, it is kind of creepy. But what if, like, you do that, like, we were talking about how we need to see Anakin's training with Obi-Wan in a previous movie. Mm-hmm. What if you have it like like multiple like a couple of major plot lines going by where it's like he's training with Obi-Wan but he's also maybe hanging out with Palpatine a little bit, maybe learning from him, I don't yeah. know. Something. We need to see both of these things and we see neither so we care not at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> and when they just say, "Oh, I guess he has a relationship with Palpatine." Okay. Yeah. I guess. Okay, so so we've reached the part where I start just questioning everything Palpatine says to Anakin. Sure. And how Anakin's an idiot for not questioning him mm-hmm. about knowing a Sith legend and all that, and, and conveniently talking about saving someone from death. Do we want to talk about General Grievous very briefly? Yeah, we probably should. It's amazing how, how interesting he is. It's very similar to Darth Maul, and he actually gets more screen time and dialogue but he is just as flat and uninteresting as Darth Maul. 
Yep. Maybe more so. Yeah, I mean, they give him some semblance of a personality just because he has dialogue. But, yeah, it's it's not... I don't know. His It's kind of like Darth Maul. It's very much like Darth Maul and a lot like Boba Fett in that his entire allure is his character design, like like the way he yeah. looks. Because um, he looks cool. It's a cool idea. I remember... I, I remember seeing the little Clone Wars animated yeah. shorts that they had between episodes two and three, and I, I think I showed you these like a, a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And the first time they show him, he like brutally murders like a whole group of Jedi all on his own. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And it, and in this, Obi Wan is able to cut off three of his four limbs in like thirty seconds, and then he just shoots him. That's how he dies. Also, that fight between Obi-Wan and Grievous is terrible. It really is. Like, it is very clearly, Eon, just just swing at things. We'll we'll make sure we add Grievous in later, and it'll be fine. Yeah. And so it looks like Obi-Wan is swinging at nothing, and Grievous is a cartoon you, you, character maybe, that they drew in after you, the fact. Do you think anybody was like, hey, hey, George, don't you think we should, like, have, like, a stunt guy, and he's, like, standing in for, uh, for... For Obi Wan, there so that it's not like the blaster things where it'd be kind of hard to show him. We can have a guy directly there and he's like fighting, and so Obi Wan kind of knows where he's swinging and like what's happening, and maybe give him some choreography to work with. George is like, no. <laughs> well, maybe he had someone. I don't know, and, and I, I guess it would just be difficult because he's got four limbs. So how would you get stunt guys to do that? Which again that is kind just... of silly and over the top. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea. It's a cool design. Well, especially if it if it is supposed to be like a precursor to Darth Vader yeah. because like he's he's coughing a lot when we first see him so it's like oh does he have like similar breathing problems to Darth Vader? Yeah. I don't I'm not quite sure. But yeah, it it is a way it's a way to like it's almost getting like like super high-tech Batman Beyond. And then the next iteration is, like, his first appearance where he's got, like, the purple gloves and not many gadgets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I How, don't know, it's, I, it's very I odd. think it would be very cool if um, Grievous had the same general design, but he only had the two arms. And instead of having, oh, he's got the four arms, they're all flashy, and of course it looks cool. Again, I, I agree, the design is cool. But as far as actual interesting, making for a cool fight... I th- I would really love to see a version of this where Grievous has like a great sword, like his lightsaber is massive, like he's he's a robot so he's he's super strong or whatever, and he's big. He's like, however, he looks like seven or eight feet tall anyway, and and yeah. so he's he's cybernetically enhanced and everything, and he's just got this massive lightsaber that like I again going in line with the I want them to be more creative instead of let's give them a lightsaber that has two ends or a lightsaber that. Or a, a guy with multiple lightsabers. I I want it to be something where it's more put thought into it's it. Just, it's just funny because it comes off as like they are they are very strictly adhering to George's script. Like when they're coming up with the concept art mm-hmm. for the universe and the designs of the characters, mm-hmm. like they are going very strictly off of his stuff. It's not like he's telling them, "Hey, come up with cool ideas and maybe I'll throw them into the script." Exactly. It feels like the opposite. Exactly. Um. So moving on. So so the Jedi Council's plan to go get Grievous is to send Obi Wan 
by himself. Yeah. For some reason? If this is the key to ending the war, like the movie keeps telling me it is, why don't they send other people? Why don't they send, like, an entire army of Jedi, you know, like they did when, uh... When, when like, Obi-Wan and a couple of... Like, like, basically just a couple of, like, young, not really important Jedi, and, like... I mean, I guess Padme's important, but... Eh. Is she? Really? Is she? She's a senator from, like, one planet. Yeah. And apparently this planet doesn't have enough resources or a military. I don't think anybody which, really cares about Naboo. Which is not to say that it's silly that they went... That they sent, an, like, anybody to go get them. It's to say, why why would you send, like, hundreds of Jedi then and then not send hundreds of Jedi now? Is it because they need to be, like, kind of just floating around in this nebulous war that doesn't really, like... No, is just sort of a thing, and then they all get killed by their clones because they're all separate. Even though we've seen there are literally hundreds of Jedi, and you'd, you'd think that there would be at least a couple who could kind of like, I don't know, put up a fight and like do something. What? <laughs> this movie's really bad. Oh, I have I have a smaller nitpick before before we move on oh, to more, more important things. So so when when Obi Wan shows up or no no when Grievous shows up to Utapau. Now I guess this is when Obi Wan shows up. I'm trying to remember when these things happen. But Obi Wan shows up and he's spying on them, and Grievous is is telling the Separatist leaders, "Okay, you guys are going to go to Mustafar. Just go ahead and go." And you see them leaving for their ship, and not like five minutes later, all the clones show up. Did the Separatists get away before that? I guess they must have. It's just kind of weird timing. Yeah. They did. Like I said, nitpick. It's weird. Whatever. Why does Obi-Wan... See, this is another thing where, where people are just acting entirely out of character. Obi-Wan just jumps in the mid- middle of all those droids to challenge Grievous to a fight. Yeah. Like, that's not Obi-Wan. I don't know, it's dumb like a Jedi. As these movies are telling me. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. You beat me in my own game. So, I'm I'm so sorry if if this seems boring, just us going point by point. I feel like it's entertaining. So, when Anakin finally figures out that Palpatine's a Sith Lord, because Palpatine has to flat out come out and say, I'm a Sith Lord... Whoa! Anakin's like, well, I'm gonna go tell on you. Yep. And he goes in, and it's a very boring, flat scene where him and Mace are just, like, walking down a hangar. Where were Mace and the other Jedi going before Anakin told them that Palpatine's a Sith? Oh, no, see, see, they had decided that one of the other senators must be the, the Sith Lord, so they were just gonna go kill him. They realized Jar Jar was the Sith Lord. Yeah, yeah. They were just gonna go murder murder one of the other senators and just hope that they were right. Like they had a they had a pretty good idea. I mean, they're 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 Jedi. You can they got pretty good intuition, and they were just gonna go kill him. And then they were like, oh, oh man, we really, woo, that could have been bad. And then turned out to being back anyway. So, but yeah, why don't they tell anybody else? Is that yeah. the entire like Jedi like the 
Couldn't they send a message to the Senate being like, hey guys, we just learned this horrible thing. Just literally tell everybody, question mark? That would be that would be a good sign. I mean He's a Sith Lord, but it it's not implied that he's like all powerful and would be able to just destroy Coruscant Coruscant, whatever, if he was given it. Like he's not he's he's still just one guy. You you could probably shoot him pretty easily from a distance if you just had, like, snipers posted waiting for him to leave because they're like, oh, hey, that's a Sith Lord. Or you wait until he's asleep, then you send a little drone yes. over with these weird poisonous worms, yes. and then you get him And that's that how way. we bring Boba Fett back in, because Boba Fett's the one who sent the assassin to send the robot to send the worms. Exactly. It's like poetry, it rhymes. I hate this movie. I think the biggest thing that where, where I'm like Anakin's a complete idiot. It, it goes along with the "What have I done?" But Palpatine's immediately like, "Oh yeah, only one person ever discovered how to save people from death." But I'm sure if we work together, we can figure it out. Now go and kill everyone for me. And Anakin's just like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> You're totally right. You have to insert, like, whenever you're listening to Anakin's dialogue, you have to insert that voice yeah. saying it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anakin, what do you do when I'm gone? Wait for you to get home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I think we kind of addressed this in episode two. Um, when Palpy executes Order 66, um... Why did the Jedi never look into the origins of the clone troopers or where they came from? Free free army. It's fine. <laughs> like doesn't it seem like the whole Sifo-Dyas thing like that that might have been an interesting plot thread to kind of untangle in this movie? Maybe the Jedi are dumb. It's fine. And maybe it's it's this long-running mystery and they have to keep doing research and by the time they finally figure it out it's too late. I don't know, that sounds pretty pointless to me. It doesn't sound like you'd be able to get anything, like, important, like, lightsaber battles out of it. It would just be stupid stuff, like, character progression and drama, and, you know, suspense. See, that's the weird thing, though. There are so many ideas in all of these movies. There are so many different paths you could take to make an um, an infinitely more interesting story than this. It's... It's as if taking any of the same plot elements. Yes. Yeah. It's as N- if not all together maybe, but still. I I I usually like to think that a good story you need you need to start with one really good idea, but that's literally not even like 5% of it. Like you still have to build a story around that. And it's kind yeah. of as if Lucas just took maybe 45-50 little main story ideas and just sort of scatter them on a page without trying to really connect them or do anything with them. They're just kind of sitting there and so they just kind of like hit them one by one and it's like, oh, this is the thing that could probably be really interesting if we tried. Let's go to the next thing. Yeah. It feels so much like he wasn't willing to sacrifice any of his ideas to make a more coherent piece. Yeah. Like he just has all these different ideas floating around in his head and he's just like, I'm gonna do them all. Because I'm not doing any more after this. Pretty much. And even then, I feel like there's a way to do all of these ideas coherently and competently. It's just... 
Because it's not like these movies are stuffed to the brim with... I mean, they, there is a ton of exposition, but it, they're not completely stuffed to the brim with it. There is a lot of attempts at character and story and and dialogue. Yeah. It's just not done very well. And there's there's ways you can get you can do that. And the they spend so long in like the action of the lightsaber battles and that sort of thing. You you have room to work with here. You could make these movies work with, while yeah. still maintaining his original ideas. Yeah. But they suck. So whatever. <laughs> Okay, let me let me let me ask you this question. It's very simple. I I already know what the answer is. So, I guess it's a rhetorical question. Whatever. I'm ready. Do we need to see Anakin murdering children? Technically, we don't. So, but does that need to be an idea that has been put into our heads by Lucas? Yes. Okay. It's literally no. This is what I keep saying. It's it's the most. Oh hey, we we just realized that we've kind of just made this kid a little bit whiny and not really all that you know, like actually evil. Except mm-hmm. we're just gonna have we have that heavy handed thing where he massacred a small village of innocent aliens. I mean, I well, they some of them innocent. were innocent, but not the entire village. Yeah. And and then we're just gonna, I guess, have him kill a bunch of kids and kill a bunch or kill a, a, a dude like without giving him a fair trial or anything because some yeah. other dude said it. It's so just okay, okay. We're gonna continue to have the exact same characterization for Anakin, but then we're just gonna sling these just completely out of left field, you know, terrible things that he does, and just yeah. stick him in there. And then at the end, we're just gonna say, "Yep, he's Darth Vader now." And that's... There's but no development. It just, com- it just completely ruins Darth Vader's redemption at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Because I don't want to see this prick get redeemed. Yeah. I want to see him get thrown down the pit with the Emperor. That's what he deserves. <laughs> he doesn't deserve, like... He, he does not deserve to become a Jedi Force ghost. I want to see a Jet... Hayden Christensen or not. I want to see a, a an Anakin who fell to the dark side and he killed his own like maybe he killed Mace Windu maybe he killed his rival like Sith Lords like General Grievous and and then ultimately he he, no but all of his other kills need to be the result of fighting rebels in war exactly that's what yeah it's it's and not murdering innocent people. I mean, murdering innocent... Like, I mean, obviously he he oversaw the... Or he was... He didn't stop the destruction. And, and did, did he actually order it? The, the destruction of Leia's no, home planet? that was Tarkin. Okay. But still, like, obviously he was he was complicit in that. And, and he's done terrible things. But this is... Yeah. This is Darth Vader as we see him now. Where it feels... Or as we see him in the original trilogy. Where at that point he's been through so much and he's again going back to why I would like it to be left to there's still more room for him to fall at the end of this as opposed to look he's Darth Vader now it would be great if the helmet they gave him was not at all Darth Vader's helmet like if it was just sort of yeah the yeah I I think you gotta go because this movie ends weirdly and I'm kind of just jumping ahead from where I was with my notes this movie ends like Oh, episode four could start the very next day. Exactly. Like, that's kind of where it's left yeah. off. It's like nothing changes in the span of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, Darth Vader is Darth Vader. Their Star Destroyers are pretty much the same. 
Death Star is almost complete, although Rogue One kind of does away with that. Sure. Whatever, it's fine. I'm okay with that. And then Owen and Beru are just standing there like, we're going to get so old within 20 years. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's, yeah, there's no room left to, and if, it, again, if it was Anakin in this movie, he kills, maybe he kills um, Mace Windu, maybe he kills a couple of other Jedi, like he helps with hunting down the the fully warlike Jedi, like or fully grown, fully mature, well, fully well, capable of defending themselves is... Jedi. Well, this is assuming also we get better reasoning as to why he switches exactly, so exactly. fast. If you do that, and he's fighting these Jedi because he fundamentally thinks that they are the, the evil ones, or they're the ones that need to be defeated, or whichever. Yes. Um, and then somehow he ends up killing Padme accidentally, instead of just sort of like, oh, she gave up. Like, he actually, like, the complications from... <laughs> from his we'll, we'll, we'll get to she's lost the will yeah, to yeah. live we'll Whatever. get there um, the complications from him like string, strangling her or somehow harming her um, yeah lead to her dying in childbirth well, it, and and then we're I, left I, off with okay this is a guy who is in a very dark place he's he's done some terrible things and then we can say okay well the, the farther he gets along this path the more terrible things he's going to do we understand that by the time he gets redeemed, it's going to feel very powerful when yeah. we watch that in the original trilogy. This one is just left off as, oh yeah, this guy was always kind of a terrible dude. No one ever really liked him. He was just sort of, yeah. you know, a jerk who did horrible things to people and had no control of his, like, just psychopathic rage. And then I guess at the end it's fine because, like, he kills the Emperor finally. And Jar Jar goes, Wisa free yeah. and everything's yeah. fine. So, Bail Organa is a character in this movie. He was in, like, five minutes of Attack of the Clones, I guess. Yeah. Um. They needed to build him up as a character. Nah. Before he just kind of... He, like, the second half of this movie, he just becomes an important character out of nowhere. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's only because George goes, oh, crap, Leia said that... Obi-Wan served him in the Clone Wars even though this isn't actually serving him yeah. that yeah. that doesn't work yeah. at all <laughs> I, God there's just it's it's so weird how the end of this movie is we need it to look exactly like how episode 4 looks because that's the next mm -hmm. one but at the same time most of the exposition we get in that movie does not line up with the stuff we are presented in these movies at all no not in the slightest it's very bizarre mm -hmm. Okay, so at what point does Padme blame herself for Palpatine getting elected as Chancellor? <laughs> it's kind of her fault. Ooh, you're not wrong. I just want to know at one moment she goes, Oh crap, this is kind of my fault because I voted for the... I, I called for the vote of no confidence in the previous guy. It's also extremely comical when Palpatine's just like, Oh yes, the Jedi, they're evil now and we're... They, dis they disfigured me. Um... Excuse me, sir, how did they disfigure you? That doesn't look like a lightsaber wound. The Jedi disfigured me. <laughs> Electrocute him. <laughs> Random senator. But, sir, how? Because I electrocute... Oh, crap. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so... 
And then all of them applaud him but, like idiots. Well, that's, and that's the thing is the line is like, oh, this is how democracy dies with thunder. It's like, what do you, there was no trend. We did. We don't know anything about how this this Senate feels. We we're just yeah. like, oh, Palpatine just showed up and he well, said, told us some things, and we're just like, yeah, that sounds good. We're not really like. Well, I mean, we're told that Palpatine has control of the Senate, but I don't know if that's actually how true that is. Because yeah. we don't actually see it. We're just told it. We don't know how. We don't know like what he did to gain. Yeah. Did he blackmail people? Did he did he bribe people? Did he force trick people? Like we don't know anything about what that means. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're all we're almost done here. I swear. Are we? Uh, yes. No. I don't. Who cares? Um. So so I'm not even gonna talk anymore about the big dumb fight with Yoda and Palpatine and then Anakin and Obi Wan because nobody cares. Um, we've already had our bits on that. Why does Yoda have to go into exile? Mm. Like, what is his specific reasoning for going into exile? Like, couldn't he just try and attack Palpatine again at a later point? Maybe this time with Obi-Wan? Maybe if they'd set up themes where, uh, the Jedi, like, Yoda didn't see the downfall of the Jedi because he he was becoming corrupted along with them and, and kind of power hungry and, and too obsessed with the rules and, and regulations and not really paying attention to what the force is then he would he would feel really bad about like like what happened and feel responsible for what happened and then he would feel the need to, to go into exile I have an idea what if he doesn't choose to go to Dagobah what if at, at the end of, of our version of, of the prequels, um, he's captured by Palpatine, and Palpatine's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to force you onto this planet with no way of escape, and you'll just have to survive there for the rest of your life with no one. Because yeah. this planet only has wild animals. And then he just shoves him on Dagobah, and he's stuck there. That would be pretty cool. To lose his mind. Yeah. I'm up over that. And, and, and none of the other Jedi are aware of this, because... Like, the only way Obi-Wan knows is because, like, once he dies and becomes a Force ghost, then he learns where Yoda is. So that's how he's able to tell Luke. Yeah. I like that. It's almost like we spent two minutes thinking about it and uh, came up with with a a decent way. We are not professional screenwriters. I want to make that clear. I mean... (laughs) No, no, we are not. I mean, I I would... (laughs) I have goals of being a writer one day, but I've 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 never written a, a screen a screenplay in my life. I mean, we're I don't I'm not trying to say that we're like our these ideas are amazing and they're going to like like are so much. It's just that these movies are so bad. It's, well, it's just, it's just like all of the ideas that we've come up with. I think are just not even better. They're just more interesting. Yeah. They're just in, they subvert your expectations more. It's just like. I don't know. Yeah. And, of course, for the most part, they line up more with what we're actually presented in the original trilogy. Which should be the point of most prequels, but apparently not. Because no prequels ever get continuity right. And I don't understand. Except for Rogue One? For the most part. For the most part. Rogue One is Um, pretty much the... the, I think I've said... It is the the most... um, sound prequel in terms of matching continuity I mean, to its source. just by default, it's one of the best, just because, A, it's not terrible. I mean, some 
subjective, I guess, is, is I know some people think it's just the worst thing, which I, I, I mean, it's, it's one thing if you do, it's, we'll get, we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing. I was gonna thing. say, I just have, you, I, I have, I have big problems. You don't think it's it. the worst thing, and, and I think most people don't, but either way, it follows. It's the best Star Wars prequel. It follows the rules of the universe that are set and pays homage to them in an interesting way. As opposed to yeah. literally any other prequels, these being the prime example. Even like First Class, yeah. excellent movie. Continuity. Oh, we could spend forever doing a rundown of all the prequels that are terrible, like like that and The Hobbit, and like all the Hobbit movies and and Prometheus and another movie we'll be reviewing very very oh, soon. God. I know Tyler's excited. Jeez. Oh, Big things have small beginnings. Mm-hmm. Wink, mm-hmm. wink, nudge, mm-hmm. nudge. I don't want it. Uh-huh. Fantastic Beasts is all right. It feels oh, it feels nice. like a Harry Potter movie, which is nice. That's that again. The bar for making a prequel movie is so low. It's just it's on the floor. You literally just the bar is like ten pounds. You pick it up. That's all you got. You just you grab it and you <laughs> lift it. Does it have to come out high? Just, just you, you pull it off the ground. That's all you have to do, and nobody ever does. Nope. Oh my goodness. So, do you think it's kind of ridiculous how Anakin gets burned and how he's able to survive all that? Yeah, I find that kind of comical. Yeah. I feel. Like, yeah, I mean, it would be a lot better if he was just left there and then like. He like he's let. I mean, even if you you do end it in the same way, but instead of Obi Wan cutting off all his limbs and leaving him burning alive, he just kind of falls and then he's left there. And then because then it's like, wait, okay, I guess Obi Wan's fine with just like murdering him instead of you know trying to to redeem his best friend, like he keeps saying. And, and also, I feel like Obi Wan should just like stab him and yeah, yeah, get really, him like with instead of letting him burn alive. Yeah. yeah. Um. It would be better if, if he just left him there, like, and and he like, wasn't what if dead. They, but they, like, like what if they fought in like a cave next to a, like a volcano or something? Like the the you know caves in, sure. and Obi Wan thinks genuinely that Anakin is dead because he's under the rubble or whatever, and like maybe maybe the rubble's like super hot or something, and it's like burning him, and maybe that's why he's he's so messed up. I don't know. Yeah, Obi-Wan clearly knows that Anakin is Darth Vader in the trilogy, original trilogy, right? Yes. Does he know that in these at the end of this movie? He knows that he is called Darth Vader because he sees right. the hologram where Palpatine calls right. him. Right. But he does not, obviously he does not know what he looks like now. That's dumb. Yeah, it is. It's kind of dumb. Palpatine just kind of hard Which, just, oh yeah, he's Darth Vader now. That's, that's... Well, I... I feel like my version of of the prequels would have had him turn into Darth Vader at like the end of the second movie, and he would start, and he would like that would be like when he gets deformed and sure. stuff. And the third movie would mostly be about him and Palpatine destroying the Jedi. That would be cool. And he he's wearing like a prototype Darth Vader yeah. suit. I think that would be really cool. I don't know. I like that. It's not I don't this. Know. <laughs> All right. What else we got? So. <laughs> So Pat, so Padme has lost the, the will to live, and then she's just like, "I'll call my kids Luke and Leia," because that's what needs to happen. I read the script. You know, it'd be a nice touch. 
a better movie. Yeah. I was going to say if if <laughs> if Obi-Wan named the kids. Yeah. I feel like that would be a yeah, sweet little good. like emotional thing where it's like I don't know. It's something. Oh, oh, let me, let me also talk about this cuz there's another idea I had. I I know you had the idea of like we'll come together and we'll we'll Tell our own versions of the prequels or whatever. I, I, but I, I want to go ahead and say this one because I, I feel like I'll forget it. What, what if Padme? Because because Leia says she remembers her mother. She remembers what she looks like and from like very early memories. And based on what we were shown here, that doesn't make any sense because Padme dies like five seconds after both of them are born. What if Padme has like like a terminal illness or something? Hmm. And so she's she's like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go and I'm I'm gonna raise Leia on Alderaan as long as I can. And when I'm dead, she'll go to Bail, and Bail Organa will take care of her. And then you know we'll split up the kids to make sure Darth Vader doesn't find him. You take Luke back to Tatooine for some reason. It's fine. Don't question it. Um, and then like she she lives for a few years and then dies. And she but she knows that she's going to die shortly. But she gets a few years to try and raise her daughter playing off that because i do like that i think that's a good idea um mostly just to make sense of what we're told first of all what if she gets the disease because of something anakin does i don't know what he gives her force yeah. cancer it's fine <laughs> or, or, or or like they're they're in some location where there's like toxic chemicals or something and you're supposed to be like having having like a breathing thing like like an empire when when they're out in the the worm in the asteroid and they're wearing those little masks yeah. What if Anakin, like, cracks her mask and she starts breathing in, like, these toxic chemicals yeah. or something? Something. What if... I was gonna say, also, what if the reason she raises Leia and not Luke is because the the third act of this movie is she has the children and then Anakin... And she's, like, under heavy guard. Um, and Anakin breaks in and tries to kidnap his children like to take his children back because he's so because he believes that Padme's turned against him and he wants to like raise his kids and he's only able to get Luke and then Obi-Wan ends up chasing him and like that's I don't know where you go with that and how you logistically end that in a way that works but something along those lines where it's like oh that's the ultimate conclusion is that he uh like there there's a there's some sort of struggle with that and that's and Luke ends up getting separated for whatever reason because of that Maybe because maybe because Anakin never finds out about Padme and Leia, he keeps them separate. I don't know. Something along those lines. Yeah. Something. Yeah. We need something. Oh my goodness. Do we want to address the... No! It's kind of bad. It's bad. I really don't hate it that much. It's whatever. It's stupid. It's stupid well, more because... It, I hate it more. It's kind of like the Martha scene from Batman vs. Superman because we have to relate everything to Batman vs. Superman. Um, it's not my fault this time, I really swear. Uh, it's kind of like that in that a lot of people just like to make it into the meme and just make fun of it for the meme, and that's not why I yeah. hate it. I hate it because of the context and everything it represents and and the way yeah. it's it's presented and everything. It's it's terrible execution, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. I, I just find it more interesting if he, like, screamed rather than yelled no and... You could see, like, maybe parts of his his suit, like, the electrical parts start, like, sparking and stuff. Yeah. Something. Something more than... No! Yeah, that's silly. I have one last point, 
And then I'm all out of my notes. Why did they wipe 3PO's mind and not R2's? Uh, Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) That really is the best answer at this point when it comes to trying to think of rationality. Realistically, it's because they don't want. They already know that R2 has to. or can't speak, so it doesn't matter or something. I don't know. But can't some people talk to R2? I mean, C3 can talk to R2, but whatever. It's fine. Can't other. like, can't humans. So, can't some humans understand R2 as well? I don't well? know what you're talking about. No, I, I, no, I genuinely can. can't remember. They can, can, I'm can, pretty sure. They can? I'm pretty sure okay. Luke can. Okay. Yes, he can, because he... Ta- well... It might be the screen. It might be like the X-Wing screen or whatever. That's... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I never really thought either about way, that. C-3PO can, so... Yeah. Yeah. But still, why wouldn't you wipe both of them? I feel like that would just cause more problems if, if R2 starts babbling about these these things and Caesar was like, what are you talking about? Captain, have you been hearing the things that R2's been saying? I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so I, I, I'm, I'm all out. D- do we have anything else we really wanted to address in this, this, this terrible, terrible trilogy? F minus. Are you serious? Oh <laughs> yeah, God! It's bad. That came out of this, nowhere. This is not how I came into the the episode necessarily. Oh I was just like, the more I thought about it, the first movie. I don't. I don't even know how I can justify this point. Let, let me. Let me just. Let me just reiterate. You gave an F to Phantom Menace and an F minus to Attack of the Clones. Yes. I, and I've given them both Fs. I just want to lay the groundwork. Yes. Continue. I don't really even know how I can justify giving an F to Phantom Menace and not an F minus. I guess just generally because it's it's boring, but it's also not completely trampling these characters necessarily because it's it's so early. I guess it's silly and it's stupid and it's dumb, but it still kind of feels like a kids' movie, and it's just sort of like okay, whatever. I mean, obviously when I was a kid, I I enjoyed it so. The imagery is fine, and it, whatever. It's bad. I guess it just doesn't offend me on the level that Attack the Clones and Revenge of the Sith do. I didn't realize until going into why. I'm glad you. I almost didn't watch Revenge of the Sith again, and I'm glad you did because, like, watching it again and then talking about it. Oh my goodness. Well, I I had to tell you a couple times because you you were considering not. That's what I said. Not that's watching. What I, said. I was like, no. Yeah, you. Uh, that's what I was saying. Is you? I. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't finish it. Um. But yeah, I almost didn't watch it, and then you you told me to, and I was like, yeah, because because I think this might be what ruins the original trilogy for me more than Attack of the Clones does. Not that it really ruins it because it's still a thing, and I can just ignore these movies. But trying to reconcile it and and seeing what they do with the characters, like it's bad. I'm going D minus. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Now I feel terrible. I'm not quite going F. Okay. Um, my opinion on it hasn't really changed all that much. Um, from from beforehand, like I didn't have this huge epiphany that you did while watching yep. this. Um, I'm still of the mind that I believe it's the best of the three. Like I said, solely because we are seeing the most interesting things that we've actually wanted to see. And it's just a matter of, well, how much can George screw it up? And it's it's just fun kind of looking at it that way. And 
I, I, I don't know. Now I feel bad for for being so nice to it. Well, that's my thing is that... <laughs> and it's a D minus. I was just thinking about this more and more, and I don't... I can't think of anything I just genuinely enjoy in this movie. I mean, there's, like, we mentioned the Palpatine thing, but that's also, uh, or we mentioned, not Palpatine, Ian Mc, specifically Ian McDermott, but that's also tied in with, like, the dialogue and the character, and, like, that's pretty much the only thing, that and the score, that I can unabashedly just say, oh, I love this. And the last movie, at least, there were some little design concept things that I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. But it's still, I, I, I refuse know. to, I, okay, let me, let me put it this way. I gave Phantom Menace an F. Technically, that is a higher grade than the other two. I still refuse to call any of these the best of the three. None of them get that title. <laughs> they, none of them do. Okay, that's that's Fair where enough. I'm sitting with this. I think the the big thing that that this has over Attack of the Clones is that this one doesn't shove the romance stuff nearly as hard in my yeah. face. But I feel like the payoff like of the romance it, stuff is so it, bad. I don't know. But it, but it, it's it's more just okay. They're together. Accept it. They're married. Yeah. As opposed to oh, we're seeing their romance develop. I don't want to see this. Stop it. Yeah. I don't know. It it is it is bad. You're right. I'm, but I'm not. I'm I'm gonna stay with D minus. I just. I'm stick I've always been committed. I've always thought the same thing that Ringe of the Sith is the best, and then I'm like, oh. I'll put, I'll put it to you this way. If it was, like, on TV or whatever, like, if, if it was Phantom Menace yeah. or Attack of the Clones, I probably wouldn't watch it. I'd probably change the channel. If it was Revenge of the Sith, I might watch it. I'm yeah. not sure, but I might watch it. <laughs> if it was on TV. I, th- I feel like there's more I stuff feels... that directly offends me in this movie. A lot of it has to do with Anakin and the way they handle him. A lot yeah. of it has to do with that. But I, I feel like so much of that stuff is prevalent through Attack of the Clones That's as fair. well. That, I, I don't know. That... You... that doesn't hit me near That's why you should just give them both F minuses like I did. Nah. Okay. Nah. Like I said, I don't think of these as canon. I just go with four, five, and six, and then Force Awakens and Rogue yep. One. That's that's just what that I go with. I You don't need these. Nobody needs these. Why do I own these? I feel so terrible for owning that Blu-ray box set that has the prequels oh, and then the special editions. I don't want... Somebody want to buy this from me? <laughs> Along with my copies of Transformers 1 and 2? And Prometheus? I was on board until you said take Prometheus. Them, I mean. Take them all. Alex, why are you making us watch Alien Covenant next week? Oh yeah, we're watching Alien Covenant next week. I hate you. We're taking a break. <laughs> um, we're going to watch that. Have we decided if we're going to clean up anything else? I think the only other thing that's come out is... No, Transformers 5 has also come out since then, right? Is it has on it? DVD? I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess Wonder Woman's not on DVD either, because that's another one where we could probably do it. We could probably justify doing that. I would like to. We'll see. Um, and Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Oh, no, I guess that's MC. Are we going to count that as MCU or Spider-Man? I don't know. <laughs> This is what you get when you add. I'm I'm trying to actively think ahead because I don't want to think about Alien Covenant. I haven't seen it. I just know I'm going to hate it. I I I want you to think about Alien. Well, Covenant. Well, too bad. I'm not even going to watch the movie. I'm just <laughs> going to let you tell me what happens. As as, can we do that? I kind of want to do that. 
Me too. Funny. And then I, I, I can just go through a summary of what happens, and then you can just look at me and go, "Wait, that really happens? That's kind of like dumb." A, it's like they learn nothing. It's be like a ten-minute episode. It's going to be glorious. Um, all right. <laughs> you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hctsequels.com. No, at hctsequels. Um, you can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. I think I said that. Did not say that. Whatever, I'm very tired. I hate this movie. And hey, did you like us bashing your childhood <laughs> favorites? Go on iTunes and give us a five-star review. <laughs> Remember when we used to qualify every time that, like, these are just our opinions and we're not trying to offend anybody? Yeah. What happened to us? We, we, we really aren't. We under, we're not professional film critics. We just... I think Batman vs Superman happened, that's, and then like my back that's broke. That's probably what it is. That that is, yeah. Oh boy. But yeah, no, of, of course, of course. I, I I feel like that goes without saying at this point. Like if you like these, I mean, it should go without saying. But for it any doesn't review really that you look up online because but, of the internet. Yeah. So yeah, I think it bears yeah. it bears mentioning, especially after we went so viciously after this movie. If if you like these movies, it's completely fine. I don't. I myself do not understand why you how you can like them and appreciate them, but it's fine. Like I don't hate you. I don't think any less of you for liking them or enjoying them as films. Not that you should really care about what I think of you, because you shouldn't. Um, because I'm just a guy who has a podcast with a friend where we talk about movies. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, if if you like these movies, you're fine everything's fine mm -hmm. we're all just people who like movies just we have different tastes mm -hmm. that's it pretty much that's all I got but that Alien Covenant though stay rogue best everybody best movie ever best stay movie ever sorry about that everybody sorry about that <laughs>